Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Get over to Leon Tailoring for that young person who graduated. Congratulations, by the way. And make sure they've got the clothes for that big job interview. Hey, the economy may be good, but you still got to dress for success. And Leon Tailoring, they can help your young person do that with a professional wardrobe and attire that they need. And so all those years of college and getting a degree do not go to waste. So Leon Tailoring, the perfect place to get your young professional off to that start in the world of work. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, as we have conversations about climate and climate change, is agriculture possibly the answer? Well, that's what we're going to find out. Uh, Join us on the news line is Sarah Breth Aldry. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of Climate, and our old friend, Republican State Senator, former State Senator Jim Merritt, who is also the chairman of the Utility Committee. And part of the reason why we've got Jim and Sarah on today is in a couple of weeks, they've got a big ag summit up at Purdue in West Lafayette, uh, titled with the idea is Ag as a Solution uh, to Climate. And so, Sarah, Jim, thank you both very much for being with us. We do appreciate it. Delighted to be here. Can't wait to talk about it. All right. Uh, so, Sarah, let's start with you. Uh, what is the point of uh, the event uh, coming up on the 23rd and some change? One of the major points is that we're, we're building awareness for the fact that the agriculture and energy industries, we recognize our essential tools and potential solutions for questions and concerns people have around climate, but certainly within the area of sustainability. So we're bringing together an event with those professionals as well as agricultural producers and growers in the state to talk about these topics and um, build some knowledge, provide some education. Uh, Jim, so what's your role in all this, old friend? Well, I'm, in, I'm interested in everything energy. And it's very, very important to me that we look to agriculture, that we look to nuclear power, that we look to an all-the-above energy strategy in the the state of Indiana. And not only because it's good for our future and our climate, but also it can be an incredible economic development tool. Uh, Sarah, let me ask you, because sometimes uh, when people think about agriculture, they think, uh, you know, the giants of the hog farms and the runoff and the, and the fertilizer, say, and the, and the cow gas or whatever, say that kind of hurts the environment. How do you how do you respond to that? And how can uh, agriculture be the answer when so many people, you know, wrongly or rightly or wrongly think of the perception that agriculture, at least the way we do it in the United States, is kind of partially responsible for our climate issues? I'm so glad you asked that. Certainly, we all have a role to play. Every business, every industry has a role to play in sustainability. There's no doubt about that. And one of the roles agriculture can play is that people have to look at the other side of the coin from those things. Think about uh, one big thing, and I'll I'll leave this with you, soil carbon. So carbon sequestration, you know, and we all know that carbon is getting the, the bad rap for causing or, uh, you know, damaging the environment, right? And so sequestering that and doing that in a way that it allows it, um, you know, we can improve potential environmental impact is one of the ways that scientists tell us we can improve those concerns. So you can do that in soil. You can do that in trees. You can also do that in, in capturing it in other ways. And so agriculture is uniquely qualified to take on that role. Uh, Jim, Abdul, go ahead, Jim. Abdul, Sarah is exactly right. It's all about how you turn the earth when you farm. Uh, and we're so lucky to have Purdue University uh, here in the state because, you know, they're everything agriculture. And, and uh, Mitch Daniels as president and, and everybody that at Purdue, when it talks about the, the future and the vision of the state of Indiana when it comes to climate, and we can't be afraid to talk about climate, and we being uh, Hoosiers, but also the Republican Party, Abdul. 
And it's interesting because I'm moderating a panel that afternoon uh, with you, Jim, uh, our friend, State Senator, former State Rep, uh, former State Senator Bev Gard, uh, Senator John Ford of Terre Haute, and Bo Baird of Greencastle. Uh, Sarah, it's interesting you got uh, all Republicans on the panel. Uh, why, why, why all Republicans? And is that? Uh, do you think that's going to help maybe sort of change the the perception that, that Republicans are are sort of anti climate, so to speak? For if, if they think that makes sense. <laughs> It does make sense. And I don't think we intended actually to get all Republicans. I think one now one good thing about having Republicans is you're right. And, and gosh, former Senator Merritt said it best. We cannot be afraid to talk about that. Certainly the good climate topics. Uh, folks in, in rural areas and, and in agriculture can tend to be conservative in their views. And frankly, I think that we have um, allowed the word climate to get politicized. And it's politicized to the point of you know, it's almost, it seems like it's a word that only represents one side. And, and we think that's ridiculous. And we will, we want that word to be what it is. It's, it's something that affects everyone. So we cannot be afraid to talk about it. And, and I think too, we'd love to have a Democrat or two on that panel, but you know, as you know, it's a, it's been a busy month for our general assembly. So no, not really. A, you think? <laughs> so if there's a Democrat or two out there that's listening, that would like to give us a call and participate, we would certainly entertain that. We want an open dialogue on this conversation. Our guests on the program today are Sarah Beth Aubrey, the CEO and founder of In Climate, and our old friend, uh, former state Senator Jim Meredith, who will be the head of the, of the Senate Utilities Committee. Uh, they're both going to be participating in an event on August 23rd from 8 until 4. It is basically a climate summit uh, up at the Beck Agricultural Center at Purdue up in West Lafayette. And I'll be moderating one of the panels as well. So we're having a conversation about agriculture, about climate, how agriculture uh, perhaps is sort of the key to our climate-related uh, issues. Uh, Sarah, it's interesting because as we record this conversation, uh, there was a big story today about how the Arctic is maybe sort of the ice caps are melting a little bit faster, quicker uh, than anyone thought they were. Uh, this comes as the U.S. sort of passes a bill, you know, on climate. Uh, your thoughts on all that? <laughs> well, you've opened a big, a big uh, ice cap there for sure, Abdul. You know, my thoughts are that we have to take it. Uh, we've got to take it one day at a time, and everybody has a role to play. Every industry has a role to play. But I also want to point out that we don't need to be excluding industries from um, from the climate conversation. We don't need to be demonizing industries in the climate conversation. There are things that are changing. There are things, you know, that, that we need to work on. But not making, not involving everybody in the dialogue in order to seek the solutions that fit for their industry and fit for the role that they can uniquely play is not the approach to either of those things. Uh, Jim, what role do utilities have uh, in helping mitigate climate change? You know, Abdul, I love grabbing third rails of politics and, you know, cannabis and, and all different sorts of different issues. And energy is something that I've, I've studied and I've worked on for many, many years. And utilities, to answer your question directly, utilities play a significant role here. And, our, and, and, and when you get away, we're getting a little bit away from the agriculture comments, but uh, manufacturers in the state of Indiana are very efficient. And we have to have a great marriage and a great relationship between utilities and manufacturing because we're such a high manufacturing state, as well as the idea of bringing uh, bringing industry to the state and being able to um, lure other companies here because of our, our available uh, power, our, our available energy, and and and. 
we're not as low cost state as we used to be, and we need to work on that. And and the and the um, and utilities can play a role in that. But to answer your question, utilities play a large role in this whole discussion. Uh, Sarah, let me ask you, because I was interested in uh, knowing uh, agriculture, uh, while, while there's a climate component, agriculture is still a business, and people still got to make money, you know, feed their families, pay mortgages, you know, buy tractors, equipment, that whole sort of thing. How do you balance good climate stewardship with the, with the economics of agriculture? Well, I think there are a variety of ways to do that, and I would start by saying that the good climate stewardship is always top of mind for agriculture producers, livestock or row crop or, or whatnot, always has been. And yet, you adopting new practices as they emerge, as they become viable, as they become feasible, you know, that does take money. That does take time. It, change, it takes a change in how you do business. It may take implementation of, of new crop production methods. It may take new equipment. And so we do have to make that pay, Abdul. And so there are things out there. I mean, certainly one that people are looking at are voluntary carbon markets and participation in those. There's some challenges with those today. They're emerging. A lot of producers don't feel like they're flexible enough and don't maybe pay well enough, but there's several companies, including a couple that we have coming to our event, that are willing to talk about that, have an open dialogue, and present their solutions for consideration of our attendees. And so, and that, you know, that's just one of the examples. There's many more, but I think that's a good one to start with today. Our guests on the program today are former State Senator Jim Merritt, uh, who's also the chairman of the Senate Utilities Committee, and Sarah Beth Audrey, the CEO and founder of In Climate. They've got a big uh, event taking place on August 23rd from 8 until 4 up at uh, the Beck Agriculture Center in Purdue. It is sort of how uh, agriculture may hold the keys uh, and solutions to some of our climate issues in the country. And it's, I'm also moderating one of the afternoon panels, so we're always happy to have Sarah and Jim on the program today. Uh, Jim, let me ask you, uh, when you talk to some of your so when we talk to some of your former colleagues, uh, have they do, they do people still think that you know climate change isn't real, or is it just you know bad science, or or what are you hearing from some of your former colleagues? Well, we're going to hear um, you know from Senator Ford, and and uh, I think there's still some trepidation because of as Sarah said, terms or phraseology. And, and you've got you've got to crawl before you walk. And um, this panel will challenge the status quo. And we need to be out in front on this. this what I'm saying about we, the Republican Party has been um, absent from the table about talking about climate, about talking about um, what, what our future looks like for our, 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 um, our children. And, and uh, what a great way to grow the economy and is using everything that we have in Indiana that's a benefit, that's a positive. And I'm so excited that this panel is a gathering because uh, you got to start somewhere. And, and it, it started now. Uh, you know how big a proponent I am of uh, nuclear power, Abdul. And, and we, uh, we uh, meaning my former colleagues and, and, and Senator Guard, uh, have to become more um, informed and, and, and approach this, uh, forgetting about the uh, political aspect of it all and and I think my I think my former colleagues such as Senator Cook and uh, and, and representative Soliday uh, get it and I think you're going to see uh, uh, these issues proceeding because if you look at the 21st century commission that's looking at all this um, they're talking about this on a, on a meeting by meeting basis 
So to answer your question directly, I think they get it. I just think it just it takes a long time to put it into the mainstream of the Republican Party. Sarah, how did the climate issue get so politicized? You've been following this for, for quite a while. <laughs> oh, I think that's a question I'm not I'm not prepared to answer today. You know, I mean, it's, it's almost, a, you know, a cart before the horse. How did it happen? It's a good question. Um, I think part of it was what perhaps the root may be a little bit of what um, what former Senator Merritt just said. We've been a bit shy. Some sides of the political faction, some industries, some companies have been a bit shy of addressing this topic for fear of alienating a customer, for fear of not knowing what their play was yet. So they didn't want to step up. They didn't want to jump in. And unfortunately, we've arrived at a point where not joining the climate conversation, not saying, hey, here's the solutions we bring. Hey, here's actually what we're doing. You know, we need to be talking about it. We're doing some great work. We're not telling anybody. That When that happens, uh, the narrative gets taken by whoever's the loudest voice. And frankly, it has, up until now, definitely not been a lot of folks in the agriculture or energy sectors, or perhaps, as as uh, former Senator Jim Merritt says, the um, the conservative side of things. And so, you know, you got to be in the game. you gotta, you got to speak your mind in order to, to be heard. Abdul, also, uh, you've got to look at it from a different way. If you asked me in 2005 as chairman of the Utility Committee if I thought that renewables were going to have some place at the table and being effective, I, I, I would have laughed. And, and technology has improved so much. Sure. And I'm not saying that, that sun or, or wind are going to power an industry, but they, it has proceeded to, to a certain extent that you know, we're powering our cars by electricity. And so it, it, it just takes time for technology and for people to get familiar and, and, and comfortable with these situations. And if, frankly, those that supported in the past um, went whole hog uh, in, in regards of it has to happen now and their, and their impatience really stunted the growth of the issue uh, and, and it ended up being a partisan issue. Our guests on the program today for a few more minutes are Sarah Beth Aubrey. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of Climate, And, of course, our good friend Jim Merritt, former Republican state senator and also chairman of the State Utilities Committee. They are participating in a big climate summit on August 23rd from 8 until 4 at Purdue University up in West Lafayette. And yours truly is moderating uh, one of the panels. Uh, Sarah, let me ask you, how easy, hard, difficult was it to get the farm community involved, uh, whether it's uh, friends at the end of the Farm Bureau or uh, like Autumn Major, an individual Indiana farmer? You know, those organizations that were ready to step up weren't hard to get involved at all. I think they were actually looking for a forum, a place where we can provide learning. The dialogue is, is more open. We're exploring and we're trying to say, hey, we don't have all the answers yet, but it's time for us to begin building that capacity. So not so hard for those organizations that were ready, um, but it is still challenging to understand where we're going with this and uh, we're still building our membership. So, you know, it's a call out for those organizations who haven't yet joined us in ag and energy in the state to do so. Uh, we hope you'll uh, we'll join the climate conversation with us. Uh, Jim, how Abdul, would you like... Go ahead, go ahead Jim. Abdul, every chance I get when I talk to a farmer, uh, they're talking about not climate as much as weather. And, and the, the times of, of planting, harvesting, it becomes so narrow uh, that that climate or, or the, the, checking the weather is almost down to an hourly or maybe even minute by minute basis. And so there is a lot of hunger out there in agriculture to to make everybody aware of it because it's become 
becoming more and more difficult to farm in the state of Indiana, and they want they want everybody to be a part of the solutions. Uh, Sarah, we got just a couple minutes left here. What is your hope uh, will be the big takeaway uh, from this climate summit on August twenty third? The hope is that people engage. I mean, one of the things is just to show up. I mean, that's how industries get moved. That's how movements get started. That's how new products and innovations happen and get adopted is when people decide to say, you know, I need to take a look at this. I need to show up. I need to be involved. I need to learn. I need to make myself available to what's happening. So our takeaway is that we have and we anticipate excellent attendance and really open dialogue that leads to conversations and more of the same. Uh, Jim, what do you hope the big takeaway from this climate summit will be? I think it hopefully will unleash um, a lot of creativity. I hope it. I hope it uh, changes minds. And uh, Abdul, you having us on the program today helps us broadcast that this actually is happening. But it also it happens. It's not only the uh, summit that's important, but what happens after the summit. And uh, hopefully, Senator Ford will take it back to the Senate and uh, and and utilize the new wisdom, the new knowledge. And, and his ideas of what's actually going on out there. And, and uh, I think there's, there are so many different ways that this can be a, a positive. Uh, it's, a, it's a perfect uh, time to talk about these issues, and, uh, and I couldn't be more pleased to participate in it. All right. Well, our guests on the program today have been uh, former Republican State Senator Jim Merritt, also chairman of the Utilities Committee, as well as uh, our good friend. Oops, give me one second here. There we go. Sarah Beth Aubrey, uh, the head of In Climate, CEO and founder of the organization. Uh, they've got the big conference coming up on August 23rd up at Purdue University up in West Lafayette is the Indiana and Climate Summit. And hopefully uh, you'll be able to attend. Uh, Sarah, if someone wants more information on this, where can they go? Yeah, inclimateconversations.com, or just search for Indiana Climate Summit. You'll find us. Tickets are available. All right. Well, Sarah, Jim, as always, sir, my friends, thank you both very, very much for being with us. I will see you guys on the 23rd, if not sooner. See you then. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.